You're listening to She Likes to Go Slow. Today we're talking to a band from Mali, Africa, called Orchestra Gold. We're so happy to celebrate Tree Fourth this year. We really missed it last year. And so excited about the sessions we've been grabbing and so happy to have a couple members in today from Orchestra Gold. Mm, hi, so great to be here, Rochelle. And, and please introduce yourselves. Uh, my name is Eric Huffaker. I play guitar. My name is Mariam K. Jakite. I sing and play instrument. So glad you're here, and I love what I've heard in the sound check already, so I can't wait to share this uh, with our listeners. Now, your band is normally much bigger than this, so yeah. talk about the rest of the members. Um, so it's a six, seven-piece band, depending on the context. We uh, have horns, a horn section sometimes, percussion, and bass, guitar, uh, and a drum set. And Mariam plays percussion, too, and sings, and dances and does everything else a little bit of everything yeah. um how did you all meet each other you're obviously from very different cultures i'll let her how did we meet mariama um i know eric in mali west africa um 15 years ago now wow yeah and eric uh chich jimmy is my good friend yeah uh, my teacher, Mache, his name is Mache Traore. He was uh, the main reason we got to know each other. And how great. What a, a nice collaboration for you to all meet up. Was it just magic right away? I would say so. Um, there was a moment where we... Uh, I knew her for many years before we played this style of music together. But there was a moment where I brought my guitar to her uh, courtyard. And I remember, you remember when we played Lemuru for the first time? Yeah. yeah, I remember in my house. Yeah. Yeah. Was, yeah, it, was it always weird. this big of a group, or did you acquire people as time went on? Um, since we've been, yeah, since we've been a group, it's been seven people. It's actually, like, slimmed down a little bit because it used to be eight. <laughs> so we're trying to take logistical realities into greater appreciation. <laughs> I see people describe you as psychedelic African rock, and you've got kind of a blending of cultures. I wanted to know, um, do you encourage people of any color and ethnicity to become involved in African drumming and dancing? Because sometimes people say, you know, it's cultural appropriation. It belongs to that culture. How do you how do you all feel about that? Cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, music film fan Amadabo Sia Kilen Kama Abe Dipan Ni Akadi. Mariam says that in her perspective, music belongs to everyone. It just depends on whether you have the love for it or not. I love that answer. That yeah. is great. Um, with all that's been going on the last year or so, how has COVID affected you as a group? Was there a time when you couldn't do any music? Uh-huh. Um, 
Um, Mariam says that yeah, it was definitely uh, limiting for us to be to be to be in this situation because there was a lot of times and places where we couldn't play concerts. We had a lot of things canceled, but it's also been good because we've had a chance to work together and build more creations together on our own um, that we wouldn't have had the chance to if we were busier. That's good. So it freed up more time for writing and not necessarily to just be down and depressed about it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, Bias and Jaiwa. This song is dedicated to her um, master, her spiritual master in the Baifal tradition, whose name is Bai As Injai. Um, she, Marama is a devotee of the Baifal religion and women devotees they call Yaifal and um, that's Ekomun? Baifal is all about connection with the divine it's not so much of a religion uh, it's not limited to whether you're Christian or Islam um, or Muslim. It's just based on your connection with the divine. You were mentioning Eric that uh, playing last night. You said you got done and had kind of a kind of a crash, right? <laughs> Imagine you do these songs with all the members that you've got. It some of your jam songs could be ten or fifteen minutes easily, right? Um. Yeah, the songs can get can get long it's hard to keep songs short uh when you have so many musicians <laughs> but it's, it's got to be like a meditation too you get into it and you probably vibe off the people dancing and there's nothing like it we missed it so much over the year and a half or so that we didn't do shows we had our first show back in july in the bay area and her and i were just like remember the show we did in july in uh, alameda our show, our, uh, yeah. our concert. Yeah. It was very nice, huh? Yeah. You and very me nice. were like happy for one week after that. Yeah. Yeah. So we missed it. We missed it, yeah. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about this song. I found really fascinating what you've done with uh, Way of the World, how you've enmeshed the culture into that uh, other classic song. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah. Um, let's ask Manama about that. Um, mm. So, Dunia Pet Tande, Ni Ebiseka. Um, Okay, so a lot of our songs start with her overhearing me playing something on the guitar. Um, and if it's something that she really likes, she'll come out and she'll say something. And uh, so she, I was playing around with House of the Rising Sun on the guitar. And I was trying to play it in a way that kind of incorporated some of the unique Malian rhythmic sensibility into it. 
and she overheard me and then she came in and she's like oh what's that i think i can sing on top of that and then she just immediately <laughs> launched into this song that she has that just fits like a glove inside of that inside of that uh, guitar pattern and rhythm I just love that, and we'll we'll try to post a link of that. Um, hopefully, there was a link. I saw a sample that had a few of the translated words, but if there's a full link, I would love to post that. Yeah, totally. Um, I was going to ask you: um, Is it okay to revisit one of the questions from before? Absolutely. Um, so, you asked Mariam about the uh, cultural appropriation piece, mm-hmm. and there was a few words on that that I wanted to say. And I should be uh, clear that I'm speaking for myself, not for her. Sure. Um, so I'm a person who most people see as white. I'm not Malian. And I think that there's, uh, there's certainly a history where white people have taken things, um, that black people have done and misused them and taken them out of context and in some cases profited from them. Um, and I think that that's a, it can be a scary legacy to live up to as a white person, um, with black music. Mm-hmm. And so um, I know some people, we're also active in the West African drumming and dancing community. And there's been this um, pretty consistent history of black folks doing things and then kind of being the pioneers and then white folks slowly catching on and then taking it and kind of doing it in their own way afterwards too. And I guess uh, we've all kind of like wrestled with how as a white person, we can navigate this complicated relationship with that history and our love for black music. And so um, I think it's really a personal thing that everyone should uh, think about. And I have like my own ways in which I try to um, support and give back so that it feels like that's just not an appropriative relationship. But I do think it's important for white people doing black music to ask those questions and be real about it and think about it. And thank you for going back there with us because I think it's an important time to, you know, acknowledge privilege and appropriation and and have a respect and balance that we need to all get along and just love the music together. So I appreciate you going there again. Totally, yeah. And just we we have um, these conversations fairly frequently in the West African drumming and dancing community, not as much as we should, but... um, there's also yeah there there's just a lot in there and it's it's i think it's helpful to have the conversation sure uh continuing with uh discomfort i was going to uh, ask about uh the islam religion for many people in america is such a mystery and such a fearful thing um there are so many different branches of all kinds of religions can you maybe explain to people that have a fear of of what the background is that you know yeah. where you're coming from is peaceful and yeah um I slamia coming for a you know I be I be with a no face system slamia suguya kacha me pasi American fe chama ba chama hakile lako Islamia ube kelefe. Okay, slamia Christiania ni flamanjanyona. In reality, Islam and Christianity are not that different. Bon, mimba to. She says that really, uh, any anytime there's violence, it's due to ignorance. Oh, because um, everything is after the divine is after God. Everything is going after God. It's trying to access the divine. 
Mais le fait que les chrétiens ou pas Allah Some Christians will say that um, Jesus is the Son of God. Donc, slame munuma famia ulubafo oteseka kechiyetekwa. Some Muslims who misunderstand that proposition would dismiss the whole thing, saying that the Christians just don't understand. Me komine yaifali. As a yaifal, as a practitioner of the bifal religion. Ala donia ira la ona tukamina. None of us are here because of ourselves. We are only here because of God. If we all really understood where we come from, there's no way we would be fighting. Yeah. That's beautiful. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you answering these tough questions because um, it's all about unity and music bringing people together. So I saw that you were doing some dance lessons online. Are you still offering some of those? Malian dance for everybody. Kakuma Malian dance ka bom Mali don koro ani ani rekleno ka kuramono faraka don adabole no bedikama. Yes, she's teaching. She has an online school. Um, which is designed for people to learn old Malian folkloric dance. Um, and it's really for everyone to learn, anybody who's interested in African dancing. It's called Malian Dance for Everybody, and you can you can search Malian Dance for Everybody, or you can search Ma- Mariam Jakite, and you'd find it. Yeah. Um, so there's there's dance lessons, there's singing lessons, And there's also uh, drumming lessons too. Nice. So she teaches like mm-hmm. everything, kind of soup to nuts. Is that also available through the Orchestra Gold website? Yes, there's a link to it on the Orchestra Gold website. And is that orchestragold.com? Yes, ma'am. <laughs> it is. Ani akadine shiwere ni amenaya no ni don klasisira ka organize ubijayo kusabe. She put wants to put out the word too. Next time she comes here, she'd love to organize a dance class. Oh, that would be great. Let's yeah. do that together. I yeah. Would yeah. Have yeah. Be part of that. Yeah. That would be wonderful. And did I see something online about uh, remix courses, remixing tracks? That looked really cool to me because I'm a nerd, you know, sound stuff. Yeah. Um, so what we what we do what we've done is um, we've created this like membership platform called the Vault, and the Vault has all of our music. Um, demos, finished stuff. It has all of our videos, like all the little promo clips we make. Anything like this that we would do after we get it, we'll post it on there. Um, and so it's just like a one-stop kind of shop for everything Orchestra Gold related. And um, I'm speaking for myself because I kind of handle more of the business stuff. But I've always been a fan of like um, just using songs and revamping them and adding more to them and making them kind of uh into something that can be used for like um reused and reused and repurposed over time. So that's also another reason why we created the vault is because we can just do a remix of a song and put it on the vault and give it directly to the people who want it instead of 
um, having to release it on streaming platforms and go through this really long, complicated process of mastering and mixing and all this other stuff too. This allows us to just connect directly with um, the audience and feed our creativity too, since we can just, we do a lot of recording at home and I, I have like a weird style of mixing things that is just fun to do also. Mm -hmm. So it, it allows us to kind of do both of those things like utilize our creativity and give it to the audience. And I'm sure that gives you some ideas too. It's great that you're uh, not holding your music so close to you and that you can share it with people and let them be creative too. Yes, yes, totally, totally, yeah. Though um, I will say that the I don't think the stems are necessarily available on there, but if somebody contacted me and wanted to do that, I would be super open to it. That is so cool that you do that. Orchestra Gold, thank you, Medium, and thank you, Eric. Thanks for joining us for She Likes to Go Slow. For more info and upcoming podcasts, visit shelikestogoslow.com.